Samach Gimel Amud Beis, and the second line, Tanan Hasam. Bring a Mishnah from elsewhere. Um, this is really going to be one sugi, the whole shear. Um, dealing with a Shomer Chinam. So the Gemara here quotes a Mishnah. It goes to the first wide line, the quote, so it's about six lines. And we're going to have um, two possibilities. <coughs> Here's the first. Um, I say to you, Heichan uh, Pigdoini. That thing I left by you, uh, Bob, where is it? Uh, Amarle, and Bob says back to me, oh, Avad, terribly, uh, sorry, Horowitz, it, it's lost, underlined Avad. And I say to him, okay, Mashbiachani, can you just like make an official shvua that that's what happened? Amar, and he says, Amen, and that's a good enough shvua. And then, well, that might not have exactly been the story. So we're going to have an A possibility and a B possibility. A. If the witnesses come and say you know, that, I don't know, corned beef sandwich or um, pickle or whatever it might be that was there, the Adim say that he ate it. Or it could be eating, was not lopped off eating, it could be just consumed it, he used it. Then, and I dot underline these three words, Mishalem es hakeren. So uh, Bob will have to pay back whatever the value is. Not double, not not four or five, just mm-hmm. the, the comma. Let's say Bob gets a guilty conscience. He says, uh, uh, like a week later, listen, Horowitz, hoida al piatzmai. Truth is, I hate it. I couldn't, I couldn't control myself. Mishalim, then he has to pay the Karen, but also chaymesh and an asham. Because it was a, he took a shvua, and there's a special karban asham has to be brought for a shvua taking falsely, which is what he did. Those would be his requirements. Okay. Which is like, like, a, like a fourth, actually, exactly. Like instead of 100, he pays back 125. Correct. And, but the additional 25 and the carbon have to do with his swearing falsely. Mm-hmm. Which, again, because we said, and he said, Amen, that's like he took the Shavuah. In scenario number two, um, here we go. Uh, same question. Hey, Chan Pigtoini. Hey, Bob, where's that, uh, where's that thing that I left with you? Amarloi, here he says, Nignav, an underline Nignav. doesn't say it got lost. He said, uh, well, actually it was stolen. Now, this fellow as a Shemar uh, is responsible for things that are stolen. Mashbiach um, And I say, okay, I hereby make you swear. Va'amar, and his response is, Amen, that's right, all right, Horowitz, yeah, I, I swear to that. Probably in the presence of Dayanim, a proper Shvua. Um, a and B. Let's say in situation A, It turns out that Edim uh, come and testify that actually, Bob stole it, then, and I don't underline these three words, Mishalem Tashlume Kefel, he has to pay back double. Because we know if somebody claims that it was a Geneva and it wasn't, he has to pay double. B, if he shows up, this is the guilty conscious version of Bob, and he says, listen, really, I, I said it was stolen, I, I actually took it. Then Mishalem, he doesn't have to pay the double, but he does have to pay the Karen which is to, to make up for it, and the Chaymish and the Asham, which is, again, those are Shvur-related, since he took a, a false uh, uh, Shvur. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Okay, now the Gemara derives two points from this Tanaic source, and we're going to deal with it extensively. Ketani Mihas. In the case of Toen Tainas Ganav, Remember, the first case is where he said it was lost, but the second case is where he said it was stolen. Both cases, he's lying. In the case where he says it was stolen, Mishan Tashlumi Kefal, that's pretty clear. That's where he has to pay double. Kama, and I underlined the next about eight words, Avalto and Tainas Avad, if his original claim was it was lost, 
And then it turns out it was really not true. He took it. We have ate him. Lomish on Tashlumei Kefal. That's all online. That's pretty clear. The whole Kefal thing is in the realm of he claims it was stolen. And then it really wasn't true. But he claims it was lost. No double. Also, a second point, Vafilu Toen Tainas Ganav, even if he says it was stolen, what we say has to pay back double? That's only in the context of where he took a Shvua. If there was no official Shvua taken, Bishvua Hudimishalim, I dot and underline those three words, it's only when there's a Shvua that he took, that's where the Tashlume Kefel. However, Aval Shaloi Bishvua, if there was no Shvua taken, meaning the whole thing took place, but just no official Shvua, and it turns out that Adim came or he admitted, um, there's no double payment. So number one, it needs to be his claim was that it was stolen. Number two, it has to be that he took a shvua to that effect. That's where the kefal um, scenario presents itself. Okay, all that was a given. We're going to believe the Tanaic source. However, where's the scriptural sources for that? So where do we know that from? And the Gemara brings two brises. We'll call one the number one brisa, one the number two brisa. And we literally will be dealing with the back and forth between these braces well into tomorrow's shear. So here they go. And this is what you had quoted at the, at the, on the side. It's Psukim Vav and Zion. Now, both in Psukim Vav and Zion, here's the first Tanaic source. Let's uh, box it off. It goes for a word, two lines, and two words. And it says like this. This is Shmeis Chaf Pasuk Vav. In, you might say, Haganav, if the Ganav is found, that's the pasuk, and it continues as Yishalim Shnayim. That's where he has to pay double. And I put a diamond around these three words: Betoen Tainas Ganav. You know what that pasuk is talking about? No one really stole it. It's where the one who was watching it claims it was stolen, and it turns out that it really wasn't. Betoen Tainas Ganav Medaber. Okay, that's great. You're telling me that. How do I know that? Imata Imata Oimer Betoen Tainas Ganav. Oh wait, no. Well, I could read the pasuk. The Ganav Atzmai. It's a regular old Ganav. Who stole it? That's what Pasuk says. If you found the thief, how do you, what, what do we see from there? That he had claimed there was a thief, really there wasn't. Well, Keshehu Oimer, when it says in, now this is the next Pasuk, this is uh, Pasuk Zion, im lo yimatzei haganav, I squiggle underline the word lo. Okay, and, and if the case was that the thief wasn't found, okay, so I would tell you that's the case of Toen Tainas Ganav Hakasuv Medaber. That clearly those two psukim, both, and I wrote this in, Pasuk Vav and Zion, are talking about a one who made the claim. Because what are you talking about? The thief wasn't found, but yet there's things being returned. Well, how could that be? Oh, it must be the guy who was lying when he said it was stolen, and really he took it. That's the way Bryson number one wants to learn. And now there's already questions, and Rashi says, well, then why do you need two psukim, Vav and Zion, to tell you the same thing? I would just tell you that maybe Zion is telling you that, and the other one is not, but. Be that as it may, that's brisa number one. Tanya idach. We have another brisa. Also goes just about three lines and starts here, and it has a much different understanding, specifically of pasuk vav. So the conclusion from brisa number one: both pasuk vav and pasuk zayin are talking about a toen tainus ganav. Here's the next brisa: im yimatzei haganav. Same thing that the other brisa started with. The first brisa that pasuk vav, and if the thief is found. What's that referring to? What type of case? I put a diamond around these two words, but going to Vatsmai. That's the genuine Ganav. There really was a Ganav. He stole it. Hakasum is what the Pasuk is referring to in Pasuk Vav. So the Bryce always playing the devil's advocate wants to know, well, who says? Atzaimir, but Ganav Atzmai. That's a case where there's a real Ganav. 
Oh, ain't no Ella, or maybe it was Toen Tainas Ganav, who was just the guy who was supposed to really be having it. He claimed it was stolen, but really it wasn't. No, that can't be, because just read the next Pasuk, in Pasuk Zion, when it says, Keshu Oimer, this is now in Pasuk Zion, Im Lo, and let's, again, squeal on the word Lo, because in Pasuk Zion, the Pasuk, seemingly, the thing, item appeared magically, but Im Lo, Yimatze HaGanav, if the Ganav is not found. Now, what's that talking about? How do you have the item coming back if the Ganav isn't found, but it was supposed to be stolen? Oh, hooray, that's a case of Toen Tainas Ganav Amor, in Pasuk Zion. In which case, let me look back for a second, one Pasuk. Ha-mani mekayim, then what do I do with the Pasuk before? In Pasuk Vav, when it said, imi matzei ha-ganav, who's the ganav over there? Oh, that's the ganav also, that's a real ganav. That's the end of the second price. The second price, at least on like sort of face value, is a little bit easier to understand. The first Pasuk Vav we said is talking about a real ganav. How do we know that? Because the second Pasuk is talking about a toen tainas ganav. Well, if you have a Tainas Ganav in the second Pasuk, what do you need the first Pasuk for? For regular Ganav. At the end of the day, the second Brysis says, first Pasuk is talking about an actual Ganav, second Pasuk is talking about a Toen Tainas Ganav. The first Brysa had said, no, both Pasukim are talking about Toen Tainas Ganav. Okay, we don't want to focus on what they're disagreeing on, we want to focus on what they're agreeing on. And they would both say that Pasuk Zion is a Toen Tainas Ganav. Okay, to Kuliyama says the Gemara Mihas, they all seem to agree that these four words in quotation marks, which is Pasuk Zayin, Im Lo Yimatse HaGanav, there's no real Ganav there, what's going on? It's a case of a Toentainas Ganav Ksiv. Okay, now if I literally translate that, it says, and if the thief is not found, where do I get from that to... Oh, really, the guy who was supposed to be watching was claiming that there was a thief. My mashma, where do we see, and I wrote above that Pasuk Zion, where do we see that Pasuk Zion, and they all agree on this, is in a case of Toentainus. It doesn't say that in the words. Well, Amar Rava, Rava explains that the way to translate this phrase of im lo yimatse, what does it mean if it's not found? Well, if it's not found to be the way the guy claimed it to be, im lo yimatse equals kemasha Amar. The guy said it was stolen. You know it wasn't found to be correct? That he said it was stolen. Ella shehu my ganvoy. Not someone else stole it. He took it. That's where Yishalim Shnayim. Okay. Now, another question we want to get to the background of is, we had said that it was, um, I guess the second point that we concluded from the original Brisa was, a shvua was taken. That's where you'd have to pay double. How do you know that that's the case? Maybe if he just says that it was stolen, and it turns out that uh, it was, how do you know that it has to be a shvua? Uminalan de beshvua. Well, de sanya. Here's a, another brace that goes for these three words plus another two lines. <coughs> Pasuk says in that scenario, v'nikra balabayis elha Elohim, and the balabayis goes to the Elohim, it would be the judges. Um, for what purpose? Leshvua, to take a shvua, and therefore the context of the whole discussion is when there's a shvua taken. Well, Atta Aimer Leshvua, great. Maybe he's going to the judges for another purpose. Oeno Ella Ladin, like the court case. Who says that it specifically is referring to that there was a shvua taken? Well, here's how we know that there's a shvua taken. Because Neemar, it has the term Shlichus Yad, by Lemata. And I wrote above Lemata, Pasuk Yud, verse 10. And it says in our Pasuk, which is Pasuk Zayin, what do we do? We connect, just like over there, and in Pasuk 
Yud, it's absolutely clear. It says, Shvuas Hashem Tiyab and Shneim, there should be a Shvuah between the two of them. Afkan, so to over here in Pasuk Zayin, it's Lishvua. What are you going to the Elohim for? I should really, probably Elohim, because it's the judges, to take a Shvua. That's how we know that there's a Shvua being taken. Okay, now we, with a huge Gamar um, interruption, we play ping pong, if you want to call it playing ping pong. Bishlam put a triangle on this Bishlama, and about eight, nine lines later, first word on the line is Ve'en Meshivin. The fifth word on that line is another Bishlama. I put a triangle on that. And that's. Those are going to be the two main questions that we're going to ask on Bryson number one. From seemingly Bryson number two seems to flow more smoothly. Here we go. And I called the first Bishlama, Bishlama A, and the second Bishlama, Bishlama B, one and two, the A and B. There's going to be two issues that the Gemara is going to bring up. Here's the first. Bishlama, we understand. Now, sometimes the Gemara does this. I'm not sure why it does this. It doesn't, but we have two Manda Amrim. We, have, we call it Bryson number one, Bryson number two. Each time we mention the Manda Amrim, we're going to give a whole line of what the Bryson says. So we're going to be the line of the Bryson, line of the Bryson. I just put a one or a two above the uh, Manda Amar. So I know um, a two is the second brisa and a one is the first brisa. But here we go. Bishlam, I underline the Manda Amar, the second brisa that had explained in those psukim, Vav and Zion. Chad, one of the psukim is by an actual Ganav. The Chad and the other pasuk is by Toentinus Ganav. Hainu Dixiv, Trey, Kroy. That's why I have two psukim. One pasuk where there really was a Ganav, the other pasuk is where the guy had only claimed there was a Ganav. Ella, Lamanda Amar, which I underline Lamanda Amar, this would be the number one brisa. That came to the conclusion, Travayu, Beto and Tainas Ganav. Pasuk Vav, yeah, that's what the guy just claimed was Ganav. Pasuk Zayin, also, it's where he just claimed. Trey Kroy Lamali, what do you need two Psukim for? One Pasuk is usually in the Chomish enough to tell us the Halacha. Why two Psukim in a row? Answer, Amri, well, here's what it's doing. And this is actually gets us back up to what we started with. One of them is Lemeute Tainas Avad. When do you play double? When it's a Ganav related issue. How about if it was claimed to be lost? Then you don't, because it's not for a Avad-related issue. So if the person says lost, you wouldn't. And that gets us back up to what we had in the second wide line, which was one of the two main conclusions. Okay, that's a very important thing, to know that if the original claim was lost, even though the guy might have pocketed it, no careful payment. So important is that, well, where would the Manda Amar who brought the second brisa know it from. So now we ask, Ulaman Damar of the second brisa, that said, Chan Beganav, Chan Betorantan Eskanav, Delomiyasir, you don't have an extra pasuk available, Lemeute Tainas Avad Menale, where would he know that the claim of, original claim of, oh, it was lost, doesn't pay kefil? Well, he would know that from the fact that the pasuk could have said, Im Himatsei, Timatsei, Ganav, and instead said, Ha Ganav, I double underline the hay, so that extra hay, that additional hay, teaches us also in the case of Lemute Avad, Ganav, and only Ganav, not a case of where the claim was that it was lost. Okay. Do we then have an extra hay to Darshan? Apparently we do. So, ping pong again, back to the first Tanaic source, Lamanda Amar, the first Raisa that said, one of them is, is used to teach us that we exclude a Toatanas Avad. Then this thing that we just had a line ago, the Ganav Ha Ganav, again, double underline the hay, that extra hay, my Darish Bay. What do you do with the extra hay? Well, here's what he would do with it. 
Amar Lach, the author of the first Tanaic source, would tell you, What does he say? What does he say? Well, it's Amar Rebchia Bar Abba, if you ask. Here's what he says. I circle Rebchia Bar Abba's name. Amar Bar Abba, Amar Hatoen Tainas Ganav Bepikadoin Mishan Tashlume Kefo. So we know a real Ganav pays double. Someone who claims he was stolen, but really it wasn't, it was really him, by a deposit will have to pay double. Not only that, Tavach Umachar, let's say not only did he take the, I don't know, sheep, but he, he shechted it or he sold it. Mishalim Tashlume Arba Vichamisha. He would pay even four or five, which is, even though he had claimed it was stolen, where do we know that from? Even four or five, you know where we know that from? Pasukut said Ganav, and said, said, Ha Ganav. That's what approach number one will do with the Ganav Ha Ganav. Now, isn't that an important thing to know that if it was a sheep that I gave Bob to watch and Bob says that it was stolen and then he made a barbecue with it that he has to pay like four times or five times? Ulaman Damar, I underline that, this would be the second Brisa, Brisa number two, who said, that the psukim chad beganav, bechad betorintanis ganav. Dahai ganav ha ganav, we already used, according to that approach, afukilamute tainas avad, then kama, the also important point that we just made, brought to us by Rabkhiya Baraba Minale. Where would you know that from? Well, he would tell you we don't even need Rabkhiya Baraba. You know why? Because it's a hekesh. Amarlach, the author of Brisa number two, would tell you hekeshahu, it's a Hekesh, since the terms are right next to each other, and Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Zion are right near each other, one comes after the other. That's a Hekesh, and we know in general, unlike other Limudim, even if there is some sort of potential logical question on it, you don't ask us the fact that the Torah put one right next to the other, you do not, it's almost like a, a, a Pircha proof, a, a, a Pircha, that's the wrong term to use, a Pircha, you can't make a Pircha on it. It's pircha free. It's unpircable because it's a hekish. Period. Okay, if we haven't dissected this enough, here we go again. This is our second bishlama? Yeah. Okay. Back to those two brises. Bishlama Lamanda Amar, again, the second brisa who had claimed, uh, number two, Chad Beganav, Chad Beganav, Ganav, Shapir. Let's see what's the problem with the first brisa. Ella, Lamanda Amar, and Lamanda Amar, the first. Tanaic source that had said we were talking about Torontinus Ganav, both for Pasuk Vav and for Pasuk Zion, that Travayu with Torontinus Ganav, that's great. Both Sukkim. Where do we know the basic thing about a Ganav? Right? Every kid learns when he's uh, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, he learns in Chumash, learns in Mishnayas, if somebody steals something, he has to, give, has to pay back what? Kefel. So where do you know that from? If both Sukkim are talking about oh, a guy who's Torontinus Ganav, what about real Ganav? I don't underline four words Ganav Asmai Minalei. Vechitema. And if you want to try to say, well, you wouldn't even need a Pasuk for that. Why? Lacey, Bekalva Chaymer, me, Toentinus Ganav. If the guy only claims that it was really stolen, and then turns out that really like a week later he comes and admits it, or witnesses say that he has it, has to pay double, then all the more so, right? Kalva Chaymer, a guy who actually did steal it, would have to pay double. Well, you could make that lean but then it would be limited, because of the concept of Dayo Le. Whenever you are um, making a Kavachimer, you have to limit uh, the new material or the new issue being learned to whatever you can learn in the old material, which is Dayo, it's sufficient or it's enough 
from that which is namely Malahalan Bishvua. When you had a guy, Bob, you trusted him, and he said it was stolen, and it really wasn't stolen, you have to pay double, that's fine. Just like over there, where is it? And we, we mentioned that up above. I think we even dot underlined it on the, the third wide line that it has to be with a shvua, a formal shvua and based in. Afkan bishvua is what you would have thought. That when Carl the thief took it, does he pay double? He always pays double. I don't care if he took a shvua, didn't take a shvua. He's a thief. He pays double. I would have thought, though, if I was learning it only from the Kavachamra, that's only if he had taken a shvua and then turns out he really stole it. Some other outside guy, that's what he has to pay. And that's not true. He always pays double with a shvua, without a shvua. So that is um, a, a very important point. Where do we know a gun of Atzmai from? Now, gun of Atzmai would say, we focus the question specifically, that um, if you didn't take a shvua, he has to pay double. Which is, I mean, that's, I'd say that's like, I don't know, 70, 80, 90% of the cases. The guy stole it. He turns out he's a gun of, he has to pay double. You don't take a shvua. So where do we know that from? Well, Nafkale, the author of the... Um, Bryson number one would learn it from the Tana de Bechiski. And boy, are we going to uh, have challenges with the Tana de Bechiski. This Tana de Bechiski Bryson, which starts here, I actually um, circled uh, the first three words of the line Tana de Bechiski. It's a Bryson from the Academy of Chiski. And it goes down, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve lines onto Samach Dalet Amad Aleph till the first word of the line is Amar. Uh, Ani, uh, Mikhaim, and then when it gets to the word Amar, near the end of the line, that's the end of the Brisa. And we're going to read this Brisa, we'll read it. Rashi already says there's going to be like three massive issues that we don't understand, and we're going to, we're going to go through them. But the bottom line is, why are we bringing this Brisa? Because this is where the um, author of the number one Brisa, the one who says they're both talking about Tolentinus, kind of would know actual Gana from. They both talk about talking about Tolentinus, kind of where you know real Gana from, specifically that there would be even... Um, Without a shvua, a kefil requirement. Here we go. Now, this is where it's, uh, if we have the pasuk, uh, perek, chaf beis, pasuk, gimel. Uh, just uh, see it inside if you are, are at home or wherever you are listening to this. Hopefully you have a chumash. Pasuk says, Im biyadoi. If the uh, item is actually found in his possession, which one? Hageneva, the stolen one. Mishor, could be an ox. Ad chamor, or a donkey. Ad se. Uh, uh, sheep, chayim, like alive, shnayim yishalem, he has to pay double. Here we go, so here's the Tana Debei Chizkiah, starts the Brisa. In general, when you have a klal, you have a prat. So the prat will come to include the thing itself and anything that's similar to that. Yoimar, let the pasuk, that chafbeis pasuk, let it just say the term shore and the term Geneva. Now, right away, you'll look at the Pasuk and say, one second, that's out of order. It says first Geneva and then shore. And that makes a world of difference because if it says first Geneva, that's a klal, then shore, that's a prat, ein bechal amasha beprat. If it's the other way, which is the way it's being presented to us in this Brisa, that it says first shore and then Geneva, that's a prat klal and that includes everything. So it's really, it's, it, you have to sort of keep an open mind when you're reading this, this price. But let's just go with what it says. If the Pasuk would have said, sure, which is the Prat term, and Geneva, hakol bichlal. That would have included everything. Okay, so then why do you have to say any other term in the Pasuk? Well, here's why. 
Ilu Kane, if it was so that it only used those two terms, Hayiti Oimer, Maha Prat, I would have said one second, the Prat has unique features to it. What's unique about an ox? Well, it's carved Gabi Mizbech. Can you offer it as a carpal when there's a base of Mikdash? Sure. I would have thought, Af Kail Sochi, you know what else is included? Carved Gabi Mizbech, Mayesh Gavi, so what else would be included? A sheep. Can you offer a sheep as a carpal? Certainly. Those are about the only two you could offer, is a shore or a set. So a short ma yeshchalahavi, I would say you could offer a se. Now one second. But forget about chabor. If it had only said shorn geneva, so what would it come to include? A se. But it says the word se. So it can't be that that set word is coming to include set because I would already have it included. In which case, Kishuhu Oimer, when the Pasuk actually says, we're going to go very like, step by step through it, of each one adding one. So when the Pasuk actually says the word set, which I apparently already would have known, Hare Amor. In which case, Ha'amani Mekayim Geneva. And I put above the Geneva, the Klal. What do I need then? The Klal term. The Klal term is coming to include other things. But I would already know that. Apparently then it's coming to include everything. The Rabbis called over basically every item. Okay, so you would have the Geneva term, and then you would have the Shor and Set term. So now the, the, the Brisa continues. Yoimar, so let's say it only would have had the Shor term and the Set term with the Geneva term. Hakol Bichlal, that would have included everything, right? Uh, well, no. Ilu Kane, if it was those terms and only those three terms, Haiti Yoimar, I would have thought to say, well, Maha Prat Mefurosh, Davar HaKadosh Bebechaira, both a shore and a said the firstborn has kedusha to it. Af so to anything else, any other animal that is a davra kadosh bechar that is firstborn has special kedusha, and you have to deal with it. Either bring it, give it to the kohen. You have to maybe uh, decapitate it, depending on the animal. Now, what other type of animal do we know has a firstborn that has kedusha? Mayishchalahavi a chamor. But one second. So if we would know that it would include a chamor, well, kishuaymer when the pasuk goes on and actually says the word. Chamor, I put that in quotation marks. We already know that, right? Chamor Amor, I would already know Chamor. Oh, Hamani Mekayim. So then what do I do with the general term Geneva, which is apparently coming to tell us to include lots of things? Well, it's been telling us to include everything. Larabais, Koldavar, anything. Kama. Now I called this the Seifa. I actually wrote in above the word Yoimar, Seifa in parentheses. We're going to refer back to this at, uh, later in the Gemara as the Seifa of this snake source. Yoimar, so then, let's take stock of where we are right now. The Pasuk could have had the term Shor, Chamor, Se, and Gneva, which is like the general term, Vakol Bichlal, and I dot underline Vakol Bichlal, and like I would have included everything, right? Well, maybe not. Elucane, if it had actually just had those terms, Hayiti Yoimar, I would have said, well, Mahaprat Mefurash, Ba'alei chayim, Shor, animal. Se, animal. Chamor, animal. Af kol ba'alei chayim. What if that the whole thing only applies to other living animals? Now what else would there be to include? Shar ba'alei chayim. All of the things that are alive. Well, keshu oimer. And if you look back at the puzzle, it does have the word there. One word in quotation marks. Chayim. Which implies that anything that's alive... So, anything that's alive is included. In which case, once again, what do I do with the klal term of Geneva? Apparently, that's the rabbis called Davar. Comes to include everything. Or we'll say almost everything, or lots of things. Okay, that is a very long brysa. Right away, the Gemara starts to mention the, the challenges of understanding what in the world is this brysa talking about.
So here we go. Amar Mar. Um, the Amar Mar is going to be basically intrinsically, internally. How do we understand this Bryce's flow? So I put three words in right angles. Right from the beginning, the Bryce has started out by saying, Yoimar, uh, Shor, Uganeva. Let the Pasuk just have said Shor, which is the Prat term, and then Geneva. So the Gomer right away says, forget about everything. That three words doesn't even make sense. Meek Siv, does it say, is that the order that first, I put two words like in a phrase marking, sure. And then does it say Geneva, which is basically learned as a prat, and then a claw, which is incredibly inclusive. Kama, it doesn't say that. The terms that are used are, and here I actually put in quotation marks, because this is the way it does say it, is first Geneva, which is a general term, and then sure, who deceive. That is basically the way it's written, and that's like, Almost a mirror opposite. That's basically a klal and then a prat, and that's incredibly limiting. So how are we supposed to possibly understand even the opening three words of the brysa? The chitamen, if you want to say the... No, 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 the brysa is not telling you like what's literally in the pasuk. The brysa is giving you like a theoretical if the pasuk would have said, and I put these two words in like a phrase, now the pasuk is not saying like... If it would have said, and this is what, no, no, no. Like, if it would have said it differently, and if you want to say it, say, that the price is giving you, like, a theoretical, and this is, like, now the next few lines of what the theoretical would be. If it would have said, first, sure, which is the prot term, and then Geneva, which is the klal term, you can't say that, because just read the continuation of the Brysa. The Brysa is not suggesting that if it would have said that, it would have been very limiting. The Brysa is suggesting it would have been incredibly inclusive. Mi matzis amris? Can, can you possibly say that by just reading the rest of the b'risa? Because here's an example. B'risa says, well, maha prat mefurash this, so to everything else, have a shor prat, and geneva is a klal, prat uklal, nasa klal, moisif al habrat, these rabaluhu kol mili. It would come to include everything. It would be a, a standard prat uklal limud. So it can't be suggesting, like, if it would have said. It has to be Ella Kedichsiv Kamri. It's got to be, not if it theoretically would have said, it's the way the Pasuk is, the proper way the Pasuk is. Ella Kedichsiv Kamri, well, Geneva, which is the first term, and then Shor, which is the next term, which that's a Klau, and then a Prat, that also doesn't fit in with the Bryce at all, because Mimatz is Amris, two, pasuk, two things that would be way off. These two words in right angles. Would you have said when you had a klaluprat, hakolbichlal? Would you ever say hakolbichlal? No, when you have a klaluprat, it's everything is limited. Or how about this? There's another three-word quote from the Brisa, right angles. Ma haprat mefurash. Would you have said that? No. Havile geneva is a klal, shore is a prat. What do you have as a general rule when you have a klaluprat? Ain beklal elamasha beprat, which is basically shore in yes anox mitiachrini loy. So we're really having a difficult time understanding the flow of the Tanaic source. Now, <coughs> it's funny, if you had, don't really understand the Pasuk, you don't have any difficulty with it. You just take it at face value. What we're seeing over here is that the Gemara is not going to take anything at face value. It doesn't make sense at all. What's the Limud? So comes along Rava, I circled Rava's name, and I, I, it's Rava who says it. This is not in the Bryce at all, but let's look back at the Pasuk. I just want to read it again. It says, Im himatsei timatsei. Now, by the way, the himatsei timatsei is also a general term. Could be a clock, could be a reba if you f- happen to find. Biyadoi hageneva, that's also a general term, a, a klal. Then we say mishor, ad chamor, ad se. And then we have this word chayim. 
Chaim's a general term. It's anything that's alive. In which case, says Rava, Tana, the author of the Brisa, that goes the last two lines of the previous Amud and the first 12 lines of this Amud, that, that tene, whoever that Tana was, ah, uh, and then one word in quotation marks, Chaim. That word Chaim from the Pasuk, Ka Samech Le, which is much more understandable, but it didn't say that. But that's fine. This is the way Rav's explaining it. We're not learning it as a Klal Uprat or a Prat Uklal. We're learning it as the old standard Klal Uprat Uklal. Because you have a general term, which is the term Geneva. You have the specific term Shor Se Chamor. And then you have the general term Chaim. It's a regular old, says Rava, the Klal Uprat Uklal. Almost as a side point, like if we really need a side point in the middle of this sukkah, for the next two and a half lines, the Gemara says, one second. In general, when you have a klal prats klal, the opening klal is very inclusive, includes everything. The closing klal includes everything. But what do we have over here? What can you steal? Anything. What's alive? Well, live animals. They're not similar. They're not way. Now, they're, they're both very inclusive, but the um, Geneva term could be anything, and the Chaim term might be sheep, might be goats, might be an ox, might be a donkey, but it doesn't include your uh, emerald green bowling ball, or, or doesn't include your painting, or doesn't include your safer. So th- they're not similar, and, and usually that's a big reject for a possibility of being two claws. So the Gemara parenthetically asks, Fahaloi dami klala basra klala kama. The closing klala chayim sort of includes everything alive, but that's it. Whereas the klala kama includes everything. And they're not similar, and you can't use those as a klal prat klal in a klal prat klal limud. Well, you can't unless you subscribe to the academy of Rabbi Yishmoel. Because they do, answers the Gemara, ha, or we would even say the Tanah de Bechizkiah, who is the author of the Brisa, they are card-carrying members of the Debate Rabbi Shmuel approach. Hatan Debate Rabbi Shmuel who Dekihai Gav Nadarish Kaliu Prati. Again, it's getting very technical, but the Debate Rabbi Shmuel approach is even if the opening klal is incredibly inclusive, the close the closing klal is less inclusive, but they're both klal terms. You can learn it like that. So you want to say, but most people don't. Okay, but this is a, a approach that goes with the Tan Debate Shmuel, namely the Tan Debate Chizkia agrees with that Tan Debate Shmuel approach. So that would be the end of the sort of. A little parenthetical point. Rava now, who just told us that what we were trying to learn for the first half of Samat al as either a klal and then a prat, or a prat and then a klal, it's none of this such. It's a standard old klal, prat, klal. He conveniently rereads the entire brysa to the last word on the page. So it's, I guess, about another 14, 15 lines. I put massive right angles, like the biggest right angles I have in my entire shots, because we're not going to box it off because it's just a rereading of it, but here we go. Hachika kashale. This is um, the way to understand the Tanah because Now, his, his real insight is that we're not learning anything as a klal prat or as a prat klal. It's a klal prat klal. So here we go. Im himatse, timatse. Those are three words from the Pasuk. Because that was the first three words of the Pasuk we have, Pasuk Himmel. That's right. Lamali. Why do I need that general term of if it's will be fine? Just say Shor, Geneva, and Chayim. Now that is the Prat term and then the two Klal terms. That would include everything. Everything would be included. Anything that's like a Prat. Basically, if you can move it, if it's got an intrinsic value. Well, and all this, again, this is all the rereading of getting us into the Tanavei Chizkiah source. If that was the case, I would have said, Ma Prat Mefurish 
What is the prod again? A shore? I would say a shore's got a very unique feature. It's Karvagam Mizbech. You could offer it as a carbon in the base of Migdash. Afkola Karvagam Mizbech. So to any other animal that you could offer as a carbon in the base of Migdash. If it only would have said the prot term of shore. Ma yesh lahavi. So then, well, what else is there that you offer as a carbon in the base of Migdash? That would be a se. Well, does it actually say the word se in the Pasuk? Oh, it does. Kishuoimu, when it says the word se, harese amor. In which case, hamani mekaim geneva. Geneva is a general term. Must be the rabbis called davar. Okay, next step. Okay, fine. So let it say the Geneva term, which is the Klau, the Shore and Set term, which are both Prats, and the Chaim term, which is the closing Klau. That called the Klau. That would include basically everything. Well, no. Ilukain, because if it had only said as the Prat term, Shore and Set, Ma Prat Mefush Davar HaKadosh Bebechayra. Mm, if a shore has a firstborn, is it Kadosh? Yeah. If it says a firstborn, is it Kadosh? Yeah. So I would think it's coming to including other animals that when they have a firstborn, it's Kadosh. Af kol davra, kadosh Kama. So the Gemara says, hmm, well, what other animal is there that has Kadusha to his Bechayra? Hama Yeshachalahavi? Well, that would be a Chamor. You see, the thing is, though, that the Pasuk actually says the term Chamor. Kishuayma, when it says, one word in quotation marks, Chamor, Hare Chamor Amor. So I already know that from the Pasuk, but I already know that from the Limud before it says that. In which case, Hamani Mekayim Geneva. What do then I have the general term coming to teach me with the extra term Chamor, which is not necessary? The Rabbi's Koldavar comes to include everything. Now, we started reading this Brisa with the first three words of the Pasuk. Im Himatse Timatse. Then we stopped, and we started using the term Geneva as the opening klal, whatever the prats were, and then Chaim as the closing klal. Well, Yoimar, and therefore, if the Pasuk would have has the term Geneva as the opening klal, then the prats of Shor, Se, Chamor, those are the prats. Then Chaim as the klal, Vakol klal. And like, everything's included, right? No. Ilukain, if that's what it would have been done, Hayit Yoimar, Maha Prat Mefurash, all those things that are listed as the prats, ox, sheep, donkey, those are all things that are alive. Balei chayim. Kol balei chayim. Mayesh what else would be needed to be included? Well, shar balei chayim, anything else which is an animal. But it says the word chayim already. Keshuoimu, when it has the word chayim, harei chayim amor. It already says, we already know things that are alive. Hamani mekayim, then what do I do with the opening klal term of geneva? Lerabais, kaldavra comes to include... Everything. <clears throat> Bottom line, it's so interesting. We went through all of that to get to the same question that we had at the first. What was the opening question of this rereading? And what's the bottom line question? Last four words? What do we need? We already know everything is included. We know everything is included because you have Geneva term, which is the claw, you have all the Prat terms, you have the Chaim term. What do you need? Oh. Well, if that's the question, that's a great question. What do you need for? Hmm. Okay. And the Gemara says, well, sounds like a good question when we presented it, but no. Because there would be a pircha if you're going to try to include all the things from this. What would the pircha be? Hmm. Where are you going to bring all the other things? What, what, what's the mechanism by which you're including everything else? Miklal Basra? What was the closing klal of the term? Do you remember what word? Chaim. Chaim. I wrote that in. Chaim. You're bringing it from Chaim? Well, one second. Klala Gufe Chaim Ksivbe. 
Now, I don't know why the Bryce didn't mention this, because this is every step that the Bryce has taken, then, like, sort of stopped. Well, you, you need Chaim, from the word Chaim, but it says the word Chaim in the Pasuk, in which case, Klal, Uprat, Uklal, my Kamahani lay. What's the benefit of that? Ela, Kol Davar, if it's included everything, we already have the additional word Chaim, which you would have known already from the Limud anyway. Chaim Ksiv, Balei Chaimin, Midiakrini Loi. I would have thought what? Basically any animal. Because it said Shor, Se, Chamor. Chaim includes all animals, but only animals. Not other things. Not the emerald green bowling ball. Mishum Hacha, Itzrich. That's why you need the Im Himatsei Timatsei. Im Himatsei Timatsei is a Klal. And that's what teaches you all other things. Well, that's not just living things. Everything, even emerald green bowling balls. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Im himatsei, or im timatsei, would have been enough. The double ushan of im himatsei timatsei is almost like a klal and another klal right next to each other. If there are two klals right next to each other, asks the Gemara, Amri, well, one second here. And that doesn't work. So everything we've built up till now, that you have the claw at the beginning and the claw at the end, but now if we're actually using the im himatsei, that's one claw, timatsei, that's the other claw, well then that goes against you, you usually have the process in the middle. So now we have a whole new approach. I put a number one in the margin over here. The reason I did that is because about ten lines later, um, first word in line is misuyam, I put a number two in the margin. What's the following word? Um, Ihachi. Okay. Yeah, Ihachi is the first word on the line. Okay, okay. here we go. Amar Avinu. So here's here's new approach number one. By the way, when you finish new approach number two, we'll call it a day. And uh, <laughs> so we're going to go about about another fifteen lines or so. Amar Avina. Well. Says Ravina, who happened to live in Bavel, but he knew the way the yeshivas learned out west in Marava, Kedamri Marava, like they say out west. Whenever you have a klal term and another klal term, that are one right next to the other, you know what you do? Don't worry about it. You take a prot, take a tweezers if you need to, if you're squeamish, take that prot, lift it up, and drop it in between the two klal terms. Hatel prot, beinehem, vedunam, and then learn them, don them as a klal. Uprat. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to do the science experiment. We're going to take each prat, we're going to lift it up, and we're going to put it in between the himatse and the timatse. Here we go. So let's underline these five words. Shadi shore, then himatse, le timatse. So put the shore. Okay, you have to make sure you have a strong tweezers because the shore is quite heavy, and you can lift them up and put them down. La suye mai. What would that be coming to include? Well, i la suye, if you say that, you know what that's coming to include? Other things that are alive. Mechayim nafka. We already know that from the word later in the puzzle. It says chayim. Ela la'asuye. I put a diamond around this word la'asuye. It must be that it's coming to include something that's not alive. La'asuye davar she'in balei chayim. Ooh, what would that be? V'droi shachi. Ma'aprat mefurash davar hametaltel. Can you move a cow? Yeah, something's a little bit hard, but you can definitely move. Bovagufai mama is intrinsically valuable. Yeah. Af kolso to anything else, even if it's not alive, as long as it's metaltel, it's movable. The gufai mamain, and it is intrinsically valuable. Perfect. So now we have uh, other things included also. Kama. But yet we have more original prats that we can lift up with our tweezers and now put in between the two claws. Visu, and further, underline these two words, shadi chamor. The next word in the pasuk, which was chamor, 
pick up that chamor term and place it bain the himatse and the timatse, la mai, what would that be coming to include? Well, I thought we included basically everything, didn't we? E, if it's coming lasuye, a dover shein balechayim, that's not alive, but it's movable and it's got a value, we already know that from shore, mishor nafka. Ella, lasuye, put a diamond around the lasuye, what's it coming to teach us? It's coming to teach us it has to be a davar hamnesuyam, which I, I remember a burger used to say, which would come to exclude a cantaloupe. Why a cantaloupe? I don't know, but that's like the least mesuyam thing. Hey, Bob, that's my cantaloupe. Really? There's like 10,000 cans. So it, it has to be something specific to the owner. You can tell it's the owner. Something that has a, a simon even. Okay. Well, then, don't we have another term? We had shore. Took care of that. We had chamor. What about the se term? Ihachi se lamali. It basically included everything. You know what happens? Back to the drawing board. New approach number two. Ella, the whole time I've been talking about klal, prat, klal, prat, klal, prat, there is a more inclusive type of libud, which is the ribu imiut approach. And we're going to say, actually, Ella, riba umiet uribahu. We're going to take that approach to this whole uh, issue of dissecting the pasuk. It's a ribui, a mute, and a ribui, which, by the way, fits very nicely. Kedetana de Beir Bishmoel. Do we have the Tana de Beir Bishmoel that we said we're going according to? Here it is. It's another Tana de Beir Bishmoel. De Tana de Beir Bishmoel. Here is a Tanaic source. It goes for just under two lines. It's talking about uh, aquatic creatures that you can eat. And the pasuk says, um, that's good. Stop there. Perfect. So as col, uh, this you can eat from anything that's in the water. That seems to be very inclusive. That's also very inclusive. What do you have? Oh, says the price now. In the water. Again, in the water. It's a Vayikra, Perik, Yud, Aleph, Pasuk, Tess. Well, you don't learn it when you have two general terms, one right after the other, Ella, it's the more overall inclusive limud, which is riba umiat for riba, which leaves us usually with a riba hakol. We include everything. There's always one thing that's excluded, the thing that's the furthest from whatever the things that are included are, but it includes everything. And here we go now, says the Gemara. Well, my Rabbi, if we go back to our Pasuk, which is Shmois Chavbeis Pasuk Gimel, the Let's start it now. So, what are we saying is included now if we're learning as a ribu miyut? Rabbi, call me Lee. Everything. Everything? Well, ihachi, kolhani prati lamali. We did have shore, chamor, and sevis, including everything. Why even list those off? It must be they're coming to exclude the furthest things. And here we go. Chad, which I underline is mute karka. It doesn't apply to land. Because land is not alive, it's not movable, it's not davraham mesuyim. V'chad, and well, this word chad is the mute avadim, Leroy or Tyrone, or whatever the slaves are, would not be included in this that you have to pay double if you stole them. And also, chad, we underline the word chad, is the mute shtarois. It's something, it doesn't have any intrinsic value. It might say babo Steve $100, but the, there's no intrinsic value, it's just a piece of paper. Kama, and what about the two, so to speak, original general terms of geneva? And Chaim, which were what we were referring to as the two claws. Chad, excuse me, Likid Rav. It's coming to teach us like what Rav has to say. Now, um, Rav, I, I, we are going to stop.
basically in about a minute, is going to be at the top of Samechei Amad Aleph. We'll get back to it. I actually put an arrow in the margin, which would be the top of the next Amud, but Hashem will get to the next year. And we have, though, a, a little um, four or five words. Da'amar, what does Rav say over there that the word Geneva and Chaim is supposed to tell us? Achyei lekeren kein sheganav. So we have the word Geneva, and we have the word Chaim. Now, you could very well imagine that I stole your cow, it was worth $2,000. By the time the case came to court, I wasn't feeding it well, and it was only worth $1,000. And we say that I have to pay you back whatever the Karen is supposed to double. What's the Karen? Is it what it's worth right now, or what it's worth when it was stolen? You know what the value it's valued at? It's at the time it was stolen. And we learn that from Hachyeyu, like, view it as it's alive, to the Karen, Kein Shagan of whatever it was at the time that it was stolen, which again, could make a huge nafkamina. That's what we learn from the two terms, Geneva and Chaim. Now, even though there's a semicolon here, and we pick right up where we left off, which is those two Bryces, the one and two, according to the Bryce number one, according to Bryce number two, but we're going to, Mr. Shem, wait for the next year to get to the next question. Adkan.